Greetings in the name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. This is Apostle Nicole Alexander with Converting Souls International Ministries. This month we will be discussing the divine knowledge. Divine knowledge. This will be an eight to nine week series. So we will be doing the same thing next month until we complete the series. Heavenly Father, I just thank you for this day. I thank you that you are a God that embraces your people. I thank you that you sit high and you look low. I thank you that you are El Roy, the God who sees us. And not only are you the God who sees us, your ear is effective. We thank you that your banner over us is love, Lord. And I pray that this next two months in the series of divine knowledge, that you will open up their ears and eyes of understanding, that they may see you and, be glorif be, and glorify your name. Add to their knowledge, God. Add to their spirit, Lord. You said from the New Testament, you will begin to write your teachings in our hearts, in our minds, in our spirits, in our souls. Write this day, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Holy Spirit, have your way in me. Be glorified in the earth. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. We're going to be coming out of 2 Peter, the first chapter. I am not... Second Peter, the first chapter... The second verse. 2 Peter 1. Second Peter, the first chapter, and I'm going to read two through eight. Grace and peace be multiplied unto you through the knowledge of God, through the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. Grace and peace be multiplied unto you through the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. According as he his according as his divine power hath given unto us all things that pertain unto life and godliness through the knowledge of him that hath called us to glory and virtue whereby are we given unto us exceeding great and precious promises 
that by these ye might be partakers of the divine nature. The divine nature. Having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. And beside this, giving all diligence, add, add to your faith virtue. And to virtue, knowledge. And to knowledge, temperance. And to temperance, patience. And to patience, godliness. And to godliness, brotherly kindness. And to brotherly kindness, charity. For it is these things be in you and abound. They make you that ye shall neither be barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. The divine knowledge, divine knowledge. Divine knowledge is coming from verse three. Verse three, it says, grace and peace be multiplied unto you through the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. Through the knowledge, you will receive grace and peace. Through the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. Not through man's knowledge, but through God's knowledge. Through God's knowledge. Through the knowledge of Jesus Christ our Lord. Through their teachings through their understanding, through their law, which is teachings, through their doctrine, which is teachings, we've got to understand their knowledge brings us into grace and peace. Grace and peace. Verse, verse that's verse two. Verse three says, according as his divine power, According as his divine power hath he given unto us all things that pertain unto life and godliness. Through divine. Through God's knowledge. Through Christ's knowledge. When you hear those two words, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. I have just gave you all three through the knowledge of God. And of Jesus our Lord. And his according to his divine power. This is the Holy Ghost. His divine power is the Holy Ghost. So therefore the knowledge of God and Jesus Christ comes through the divine power. The Holy Ghost. We need to be baptized. He have given unto us all things pertaining unto life and godliness. Through the knowledge of him that have called us to glory and virtue. Only God has done this. Only Christ has done this. You've got to understand that through the knowledge of God comes grace and peace. Through the knowledge of God comes glory and virtue. You've got to understand that it all comes from God. All things, 
all things pertaining to life and godliness. Life and godliness. Verse 3 says, Verse 4, verse 4, let's go to verse 4. Whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises, that by these ye might be partakers. I'm a partaker. If you're a believer, you are a partaker because you do it by faith. You are a partaker of the divine nature, not of the human nature. Of the divine, which is godliness. It is a spiritual nature. According to the divine power. Having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lusts. Are you escaped? Is the divine knowledge doing anything for you? Is it changing your heart, changing your mind, causing you to look a little different to people in a good way, causing you to change the way you think about things, causing you to change what your desires are, because that's what lusts are. They come in their desires of the spirit and the soul. And if your spirit is connected from God and you see that the divine nature is changing you, that means your spirit and God is, is, is taking control with the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost is leading you more than the flesh where the lusts lie. The Holy Ghost is leading you more and therefore your nature is changing. It's no more the human nature, the things that you found interesting in this world. The things that you desired through this world. Life changes in God, and it is because of the divine, the divine knowledge of God and our Lord Jesus Christ, and the power of the Holy Ghost, the divine power that comes from God to us. Are you a partaker? Are you a partaker of the divine nature? This kind. Remember, I taught you on kind before. In the book of one of the four synostic gospels. This kind cometh out by fasting and prayer. That's the demonic spirits that lead and guide you. But here, this kind. This divine nature is holy, is righteous. Grace and peace come through it. Virtue and glory come by it. Which kind is yours? Are you a partaker of the divine nature? Of the divine kind? Or of the fallen kind? By God's divine power, His Holy Ghost, and great and precious promises 
that come through knowledge of him. We wouldn't know what God has in store for us if it didn't come from his divine knowledge, which is in the Holy Bible. You change the Holy Bible, you change the nature of what God intends. It is not divine in the sense that it is holy anymore. It's not coming from God. There's another influence. He already gave you a book. You don't need a new one. Are you a partaker? Are you a partaker? Is the divine power in you? Is the Holy Ghost there? If you are a believer and you're not baptized, then I want to tell you, the Holy Ghost is there. He's just, just waiting. He's waiting on Christ for the appointed time. He's waiting on Christ for the appointed time that he would baptize you in him. That means he's on the inner man and he stays and he stays and he never goes away. That means the feelings, the feelings, the feelings, you have been overflowing now when the Holy Ghost is in your life and you're baptized. The overflowing, the overflowing out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. The overflowing, the overflowing, the fire of God coming down you in the way of tongues. The baptism. But I want you to know the Bible tells us if you can't speak in tongues, don't fret yet. Because God said to his disciples, Jesus said, said, he is with you and shall and shall so there's going to come a time where he is in you and in that time that is the baptism of christ it will be the appointed time for you verse 8 verse 8 now If you are a partaker, and for the next few weeks, we're going to be looking at verse 5 through 7, because those words are important in your Christian walk. And he's saying, for if these things be in you, what things? Faith, virtue, knowledge, temperance, patience, godliness, brotherly kindness, and charity. If these things be in you and abound... Mm, they got to be great. They got to abound. They got to show. They got to come forth. If these things be in you and abound, they got to take up most of your, the fruit in you. They make you that you shall neither be barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. In the knowledge of who? Our Lord Jesus Christ. In his knowledge, in his knowledge. He says, neither barren nor unfruitful. That means you will bear fruit. You know, barren means you can't give birth to something. Or you lack in an area. You can't produce 
you are barren. So that means unfruitful is an equal word to barren. You cannot produce fruit. The ground, something is wrong with the ground because you are not producing these things. And the Bible says, if you do what's in verse five to seven, you will not be barren. You will not be, okay, we're gonna go with it a different way. You will not be idle. You won't sit still. You'll put your hands to work. You won't. That means you're going to be fruitful. When you put your hands to what God has placed in you, then you bear fruit. And your fruit, Jesus has promised us in John, in the book of John, he said, I have chosen you that you should go forth and bring forth fruit and that your fruit should remain. He said, I have chosen this. So when you begin to bear fruit, your fruit will remain. And let me tell you what fruit is. Fruit can mean people you bring to Christ. But fruit also means what's in you. The fruit of righteousness, the fruit of holiness, the fruits of the spirit. These fruit will remain when he sends you forth. Your fruit will remain. Let's talk about knowledge. What does it mean? Knowledge is expressed a more... Thorough participation in the object of knowledge on the part of the subject. So here I am talking about the word of God. I have this knowledge from the Holy Ghost and from studying his word. This knowledge is here. And now I'm participating in delivering the word to you through the podcast and through WordPress. And and anybody else who hears. I'm participating now with the knowledge that I have. I'm trying to reach you for God with the knowledge that he has part, part that he parted in me, that he put in me, that he placed in me, that he has given me. Knowledge that is powerfully influencing the form of religious life. This is the divine knowledge now. The religious life. God did this for me and he can do it for you. It transforms your life by how you believe. A knowledge laying claim to personal sympathy and exerting influence upon a person God did that for me 
and he's doing it for you now. Now I'm not the one just receiving. I'm the one giving. I'm participating. Why? Because it transforms your life. It's a greater influence than the world if you allow it. Your life changes. Now, we're understanding, we're getting Greek definitions. And I almost sound Latin. Knowledge, where you express a thorough participation, is epignosis. Epignosis. The powerful influence knowledge. Now, from the Greek word... Epinosco, it means to become fully acquainted with, to acknowledge. To become fully acquainted with. You have been a partaker. You are in fellowship. You have become acquainted with the divine nature, the holiness of God. The grace and peace of God. The glory and the virtue of God. You have knowledge of the divine kind. This knowledge gives you full discernment to perceive. If you're not there yet and you're a believer, you are partaking of the divine kind. The divine knowledge would give you the grace and peace, the glory and virtue of our Lord. Now, verse 3 talks about the divine. The divine. In the Greek, it is Theos. And it means what is God's and what proceeds from him. It is one of his attributes. You are a child of God. The divine is right there. Every time your pastor preaches the truth of God's word, you are partaking, you are fellowshipping with, you are in acquaintance with the divine nature of God. You are in fellowship with God. It's sacred. It's sacred. Say, I'm a friend of God. I have sacred fellowship with him. Every time I go to church, every time I praise his name, every time I worship him, every time I pray, I am in divine fellowship. We get changed by sacred fellowship. We are restored back to God. Sacred fellowship. Sacred fellowship. It's of the divine kind. The holy. The one that gives you grace and peace, glory and virtue. Divine in the dictionary, 
is the Godhead. Who is our Godhead? But God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Ghost. Jesus Christ, Elohim, El Shaddai, Yahweh, Jehovah, Yah. Can you see him in his names? Can you see the Godhead, the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, the Lamb of God, the branch? The Holy Spirit, the Spirit of Truth, the Spirit of God. Do you know the Godhead, the divine kind? It is God-like. It is divinity. It is the power of God. Power also means, let's go to power. He said divine power. Power is the miraculous. It is the miracle. It is the dunamis. Duna meaning being able, capable. You're able, you're capable to do. Dunamis. It is miracles coming out of the mighty power of God inherited by Christ. You inherit it in Christ. Lent to his witnesses and ambassadors. This is why you need the Holy Ghost. The divine power is the Spirit of God. The Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of Truth. Understand who you serve. His divine power, his power comes in the baptism. The Holy Ghost is the one that makes you a witness for God. He was the one there when Jesus died on the cross. He was the one there when Jesus rose from the dead. He was the one overshadowing Mary the virgin when Christ was born. You've got to know the divine power in which you serve. He makes you a witness and an ambassador. It is inherited through Christ. You believe on him. And although you may not be baptized yet, he is with you. There's an appointed time for baptism in your life. You've got to understand you need this power to be a witness of God. You need this power to speak on God's behalf. You need this power when you're sitting down researching God's word. The spirit of God is there. Verse 4, we are partakers of the divine kind, the divine nature of God, the Holy One, the Holy One. We are in fellowship with Him right now. We're in fellowship, we're in fellowship, thank you Lord. We're in fellowship, we're in fellowship right now of the divine nature this is a sacred time right now. We're in fellowship. Thank you, Lord. We've got to be partakers. You've got to love God, desire to be in his presence. He wants to fellowship with you. 
2 Corinthians, the third chapter. Second Corinthians, the third chapter, the 18th verse. The Bible says we are changed, but we all with open face beholding as in a glass, the glory of the Lord are changed into the same image from glory to glory, even as by the spirit of the Lord, you are being changed in sacred fellowship from the same into the same image of your savior into the same image of your Lord through the knowledge of God in Jesus Christ we find grace and peace glory and virtue we are changed into the image of who we serve we are changed and I don't know about you you can self-examine but i know about me because i have to self-examine in order to help you i've got to get it right too but i want you to understand for over 20 years i've been walking with god and over 20 years i've seen my life change not because of me but because I'm a partaker with the divine kind, the divine nature of God, his holiness and his righteous becomes us. We are changed into his image and after his likeness. There's got to be change in your life walking with God. If nobody ever told you that, I want you to understand when you get in his presence, something happens. When you begin to fellowship with God, you begin to partake of something so good. It changes the inside. You begin to follow the divine nature rather than the human nature the 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 lust of the world your what you want and desire changes why because now you are connected to the one that is holy you are connected to the one that is righteous you are connected to the one that is true you are connected to the one that gives us the power we need to move forward. You are connected to the one that gives you the grace and peace that you need. You are connected. Stay connected, stay connected, stay connected. Ephesians, the fourth chapter. 
Ephesians, the fourth chapter, the 24th verse. And that ye put on the new man, which after God, after God, the divine nature, after God, is created in righteousness and true holiness. After God, you need this fellowship. You need this sacred fellowship. It is after God. The Bible says, put on the new man. You've got to keep him connected with God. When you come to faith in Jesus Christ, believing on him, you've got a new creature in you. You've got to stay connected. It is a baby and it needs the sacred fellowship with God. And then once it grows and grows, even as an adult, as a son, you need to stay connected with him. Your whole walk with Christ depends on your connection with God. It depends on your connection with God. You have to put on the new man, which after God is created in righteousness and true holiness. That which is true, that which is true. And it's the holiness which comes from God. Why? Because God is truth. Christ is truth. The Holy Spirit is truth. And when you get the truth and you walk in it, you walk in the divine nature, you are the partaker and you are to continue it when you're not at church. Walk in the truth. Walk in the truth. Walk in the divine kind which is being imparted in you through fellowship with God. Hebrews, the 12th chapter. Hebrews 12, 10. For they verily for a few days chastened us after their own pleasure. But he, I'm going to explain it. He, meaning God, he, meaning God, for our profit, that we might be partakers of his holiness. That we might be partakers of his holiness. Now, what is he saying? For they verily for a few days chasten us after their own pleasures. Now, understand he's talking about your mother and father. They discipline you. But when God does it, it's for a spiritual profit. You've got to understand it's the divine nature. Your mom and dad does it and you respect them. But when God does it, it's for the divine nature. It's for your spirit, man. It helps you to walk in a way that your mom and dad couldn't get you to walk. It's a holiness that they can't give you. It must come from God. Now they can teach you just like I'm teaching you today. But it's up to you to receive it and walk in it. But when they teach you that which is of God, it comes from him. It is of another nature. 
It is of another kind, and it is holy. We are partakers of God's holiness. It is for our profit when God chastises us. It is for our spiritual benefit. First John, the third chapter. First John, the third chapter. Verse two. Beloved, now are we the sons of God. And if doth not yet appear what we shall be, but we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. And every man that hath this hope in him purifieth himself, even as God is pure. In order for you to see God as he is, you've got to be walking in the divine nature now. You've got to be walking in the holiness. Why? Because God is holy. You've got to be walking with some virtue. Why? Because God has virtue. You've got to be walking with some glory. Why? Because God has glory. You've got to be walking with some grace. Why? Because God has grace. You've got to be walking with some peace now. Why? Because God has peace. If you are going to see him as he is, you need the divine kind, the divine nature. you got to have it in you to look like him. You want to see him as he is? you got to receive of him now. Things are going to change for you because as you go from glory to glory, height to height, level to level, you begin to see Christ as he is. You begin to look like him in the earth. Are you looking like him? Ask God, am I looking like you, Lord? You need to self-examine. Am I partaking in this fellowship that is sacred right now? What am I doing in this fellowship with my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ? Let's go back to 2 Peter, verse 8. Next week, we're going to go back up to verse 5. So I need to get through this. This message today is the forerunner for the rest of the month, the rest of the teachings. Verse 8, for if these things be in you and abound, they make you that you shall neither be barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of you can't be barren, idle in the knowledge of God. You can't be unfruitful in the knowledge of God. Barren or unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Barren in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ means it's, you're idle. It is not profiting you or anybody else. It is inactive. 
It is inactive. How often do you read your word? How often are you getting in to the knowledge of God? Do you have faith? Do you have virtue? Do you have knowledge? Do you have temperance? Do you have patience? Do you have godliness? Do you have brotherly kindness? Do you have charity, which means love? Do you have it? These things make you fruitful in the knowledge of God. They make you fruitful. They make you profitable and active. Do you have it? Do you have these things working in your life? If you're self-examining, you will be able to tell. You know where you lack. You know where you need God to increase. That's why you need to self-examine. So inactive in the word of God, the believer's knowledge is from there. You cannot be inactive. You must read. You must hear. If you're not reading, you better hear. If you're not hearing, you better read. You must be active in the word of God. If you're not active in the word of God, then you're barren. You're unfruitful. You've got to be active. You've got to be hearing or you've got to be reading. You've got to do one or the other. You cannot go without doing that or you will be barren and unfruitful in the knowledge of God. John the 15th chapter. Okay, uh, 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 John 15 verse two. Every branch in me that beareth not fruit, he taketh away. And every branch that beareth fruit, he purges it that it may bring forth more fruit. How can you bring more forth fruit? How, how, how can you bear fruit if you're not in the word of God? This verse in 2 Peter saying, in the knowledge of God. You cannot get fruit of the word of God unless you hear it or read it. You've got to be doing one or the other. Abide in me and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself, except it abide in the vine, no more can you except you abide in me. This is Jesus Christ's teaching. In order for you to be fruitful in the word of God, in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ, in order for you to be fruitful, he's saying, I am what you need. See, like a seed in the ground, it needs water to grow, and he plant food. But God is saying for you to grow in the knowledge of me, you need my word. You've got to abide in me. So that means you've got to read or you've got to hear. What have you been listening to?
You cannot bear fruit on your own. The Bible says if you don't have the divine nature that is given in 5 through 7, you will not be fruitful or or unbarren. You will not be able to bring forth. You will not be able to produce fruit. Why? Because it can only you can only produce this type of fruit in God. So you got to be hearing or you got to be reading the word of God. We are talking about the knowledge of Christ here, the divine knowledge. In order for you to be fruitful in it, you have to abide in Christ. You have to abide. And if you don't abide, you will be barren. You will not be able to produce fruit. And the Bible, just we just read in John 15 too, Every branch in him that beareth not fruit, he'll take it away. But every branch that bringeth forth fruit, he will purge it. Purge me, God. He'll purge it. Why? Because he wants you to bring forth more fruit. That means I'm going to give you this revelation and I want to give you some more. I want some more foundation on you. I got to build in you. I want you to be fruitful. I want you to produce. I want your knowledge active because I need you to help my people for your assignment. You've got to be fruitful. You've got to have knowledge in the divine nature, not in the nature of man. In the divine nature, you want to be a partaker. We are in sacred fellowship with God. You've got to abide in the vine. The vine is the divine kind. It is the God kind. This vine we're talking about is God the Son, Jesus Christ, the Messiah. The divine kind. The divine nature. This word, being fruitful in the knowledge of God. Being fruitful in the divine knowledge, the divine kind, it does work. If it's not working for you, you ain't in the divine kind. Or you're growing in it and you've got to learn more. God is saying you need to learn more of the divine kind. The divine nature. We're not talking about being active in the church right now. We're talking about being active in the word of God. Are you hearing or are you reading? You've got to do one or the other in order to grow in the knowledge of God. You need the divine kind. And how do we abide in him but read his word or hear his word? You've got to be doing one or the other. The fruit of the word of God is pertaining to Jesus Christ. We need these things to be profitable and fruitful. Let's go back to 2 Peter.
Second Peter chapter one. Now this is five through seven. We need these things to be profitable and fruitful in the divine knowledge. We need faith, virtue, knowledge, temperance, patience, godliness, brotherly kindness, and charity. And I want to tell you something. We need these things in us. Galatians 5, to 23. It gives us the fruits of the spirit. And four of the fruits are here. Faith, temperance, patience, and charity, which is love. So there are more than nine fruits of the spirit. The nine fruits are just what the Apostle Paul thought we needed. God is saying we need the virtue and the knowledge and the, the godliness and the brotherly kindness too. This is the Apostle Peter saying we need this fruit. He's adding to what the Apostle Paul has given us in Galatians 5, 22 and 23. Philippians. Philippians. He's saying, being filled with the fruits of righteousness, which are by Jesus Christ unto the glory and praise of God. Let's go back up to verse 9. And this I pray that your love may abound yet more and more in knowledge and in all judgment. Now he's calling it knowledge. But it's of the what? The divine kind. It's the divine knowledge that he's saying. You need to grow in God's knowledge. And that your love may abound. That ye may approve the things that are excellent. You got to prove them. But there are some prerequisites to you proving the things that are excellent. That ye may be sincere and without offense till the day of Christ. Being filled with the fruits of righteousness which are by Jesus Christ unto the glory and praise of God. Being filled with the fruits of righteousness. The Holy Ghost is righteous. And he has Galatians 5, to 23. The Apostle Peter is teaching here. Fruits of righteousness are also virtue and knowledge. Godliness and brotherly kindness. Do we understand we got to be filled with the fruits of righteousness? It only comes through the divine kind. If you want this fruit in your life, you've got to abide in the vine. The vine is Jesus Christ. He is of the divine kind. He is holy and righteous. What's connected to him bears fruit. And this is the type of fruit he wants us to bear. We've got to understand it. John 17. John 17. And this is life eternal. That you might know thee, the only true God. 
and Jesus Christ whom thou have sent. This is of the divine knowledge. Would you know God and Jesus Christ without faith? Without hearing or reading? Without hearing or reading? The Bible says that this is life eternal. Knowing God and Jesus Christ, his son. This is life eternal. This is making you fruitful. Your understanding is active in the knowledge of God. You need to hear more. You need to read more. You got to do one or the other to become fruitful in the knowledge of God. Romans, the 15th chapter. Romans, the 15th chapter. The 27th verse. It has pleased them verily, and their debtors they are. For if the Gentiles have been made partakers of of their spiritual things their duty is also to minister unto them in carnal things when therefore i have performed this and have sealed to them this fruit i will come by you into spain you've got to understand the apostle paul is saying i have ministered and they have been partakers in the spiritual things the divine kind the divine nature, the divine knowledge. I'm bringing forth fruit in this manner to the Gentiles. And now they are able to minister in carnal things, in earthly things. So now I can give you a coat because I got the spiritual fruit that I need. I became fruitful in the knowledge of God. If I have it myself. And that's in the natural sense. That's the carnal thing. But a spiritual cult means I can give you the divine kind in sacred fellowship and clothe you with the Spirit of God until Christ baptized you in Him. Right now, we're in sacred fellowship. And right now, the Spirit of God is moving through me in your hearing. He is clothing you. He is feeding you of the divine food. He wants you to understand this is how you become fruitful in the knowledge of God. He wants us, God wants us to become fruitful. Why? Because it, it guides us in this world. We no longer desire the lust thereof. We no longer think the way carnal men think. We walk in a way that is different. 
having been made partakers of spiritual things, then we can begin ministering in the carnal things. The Bible says that Jesus said, abide in me. That you can be fruitful. Abide in him, abide in him, abide in him. That means you've got to be hearing the word or reading the word. Philippians, the fourth chapter. I'm, the Holy Spirit is clothing you through me right now. You're being clothed. I'm giving you a coat. Philippians, the fourth chapter. Now you Philippians know also that in the beginning of the gospel, when I departed from Macedonia, no church communicated with me as concerning giving and receiving, but you only. So to the Philippians. For even in Thessalonica, ye sent once and again unto my necessity, to my need. Not because I desired a gift, but I desire fruit that may abound to your account. Jesus said, I have chosen you that you should go forth and bring forth fruit and that your fruit should remain. And the apostle Paul is acknowledging the Philippians for communicating giving and receiving that their fruit may abound to their account in God. How is your fruit to the account in God? He says, but I have all and abound. I am full. I have received of Ep Epaphroditus that the things which were sent from you, an odor of a sweet smell, a sacrifice acceptable, well-pleasing to God. I want you to tell you that Titus 3.14 says, when you maintain good works, you profess an honest trade. When you maintain good works, not deceitful, not unprofitable, not in vain, but good works, not bad works. Bad works are sinful and evil. Good works of our righteousness and holiness. But if you don't have of the divine kind, you cannot give off good works. You cannot profess the honest trade. We gotta be fruitful. We gotta be fruitful. We got to be fruitful in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We can begin to minister in carnal things. And the last scripture for us today is Colossians 1, the ninth, chap the ninth verse. Lie not one to another, seeing that ye have put off the old man with his deeds, and have put on the new man which is renewed. It is renewed, the new man. It is renewed in the knowledge, in the knowledge, and after the image of him that created him. 
It is renewed in the knowledge of Christ and after the image of Christ in him, in God who created Christ or created me and created you, created the new man, created the new man. God and Jesus Christ, through Jesus Christ, created the new man. He has created you and me after his likeness in his knowledge. In his knowledge, we become more like him. That's why we are able to see Christ from glory to glory in, in our lives. Do you see him in your life? Is he visible to you yet? If not yet, he will become visible if you do the things that God says do. We need these things in our life to be fruitful and profitable in the divine knowledge so that we'll look more like Christ in our life and others will see it too. They have to have the faith, the virtue, the knowledge, the temperance, the patience, the godliness, the brotherly kindness, and the love, the charity that comes forth from God. That's how you begin to see clearly. Can you see wherever you are in Christ? Can you see his image? Can you see? Can you see? Can you see? Heavenly Father, I just pray that you would touch the hearts and the mind of every believer today. Everyone that is hearing your voice through me, your messenger, your ambassador, your witness. Jesus Christ, have your way. It is because of you. It is because of you we are clothed with white raiment. It is because of you that we are clothed with coats. It is because of you we are clothed in the divine knowledge and nature of God. It is because of you, Holy Spirit, Thank you for your divine power, God, that you endow us with, that Christ baptized us in, that we can look like you from glory to glory. Have your way, God, in our lives. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, God, cause us to hear or to read your word that we may be fruitful.